Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. So this week I'm going to tackle quite a big topic that I've been talking about a lot recently with clients and that's finding meaning and purpose. Now, many of us spend a lot of time trying to find happiness. We maybe go towards certain goals, um, we maybe get a better job, maybe something that gives us a greater status in life, or some people put a lot of time and effort into getting possessions, things that they think are really cool, um, that they enjoy having. Now, having an unfulfilled life doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna be unhealthy and unhappy, but a lack of meaning and purpose can result in anxiety, depression, and low self-esteem. Now, when we talk about a lack of purpose, we're talking about that drive, that need to do something for a greater good. So there have been times in the past, um, and times that may still happen, that happen to a community or a country, and it changes everything. And when we talk about purpose, we have to think about what really matters at those times. So the most recent one in British history is things like the London Blitz was probably one of the biggest in recent history, things that happened to a community. And we hear a lot about the community spirit around that time, where people had a shared purpose of coming together and working towards a common goal helping other people and contributing to what was at the time called the war effort. Now I've had a lot of clients recently who are in their late 20s, early 30s, who are feeling a bit lost and they don't really know how to find meaning in their life. And it can be the case that modern life can lack a lot of that community spirit and togetherness. And it kind of feels like people wander aimlessly through like a daily routine, looking for something that you don't even know what you're missing, really. So that leads us to pursue happiness, to try and find happiness somewhere. We don't know what we're missing, so we go looking for it. Now, trying to find happiness can lead us down a path that makes us feel really quite stressed, frustrated, depressed and anxious. Happiness is usually about trying to satisfy our needs and our wants, looking towards ourselves, so an inward looking focus. Now the interesting thing is that we can actually learn from rich people, uh, particularly people who've won things like the National Lottery, that money and possessions don't often really go hand in hand with happiness. So if you can't just get a better job and you can't just buy the latest car, how can you go about making yourself happy? So then we start to talk about a search for meaning and you have to start thinking, where are you going? You wouldn't start out on a year long journey without knowing where you're going. You'd ask questions about the journey. You'd find out about the destination. And what we find is that finding purpose and fulfilment is much more about giving to other people, to the community, to the environment, to the world. It can be that by becoming more focused on finding meaning and purpose, 
we become more outward focused. In giving, we find a purpose and we can find fulfillment and satisfaction, but not necessarily happiness, although it can be a byproduct. Finding a purpose is really important because it gives us a reason to go on in spite of other circumstances that come up. So the key question really is, how do you find your purpose if you're not sure what it is? If you already know what your purpose is, that is fantastic. That's amazing. That's really, really good for you. But if you don't know what your purpose in life is, there are ways that you can find out. So the first thing I would suggest is try doing and experiencing lots of different things. See what you end up being passionate about. Now you'll know when you find it, you'll know how you feel. You'll get to feel that sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. But just try doing and experiencing different things. I've had quite a lot of clients recently who have had a few different careers, even though they're not very old, and they feel like they should have got to a certain place by now. And they should have achieved more and they should be earning more and they should be doing all of this stuff that's, that's more and more in keeping with societal expectations. But actually, they're really lucky, these people, because they've had the opportunity to experience different things. And it might have been that those things didn't work for them, but at least they had the opportunity to have a go and find out if that was the right thing for them. So if you're not sure where to start and you're not sure what things to try and see what your passion is, ask yourself, what do you enjoy doing? What inspires you? What random skills do you have? This can be anything. You'd be surprised at how broad the opportunities are. Have you ever considered what you'd like to be remembered for? Now, the key thing here is to be really open-minded and flexible in how you think about things. So we, and I've talked previously about limiting beliefs and negative things that we say to ourselves. Try not to let those crowd anything out. Try not to just push anything aside as they'll know that would never work. We often have lots of different things that can contribute towards our purpose or the value that we place in our life. And it's okay for those things to be really simple things as well. It's okay for those things to be really big things. It really doesn't matter as long as it's something that's important for you. So there can be a range of different things. It can be being a good wife and a good mother. It can be being a writer, being a teacher. Any of these things can give you a sense of fulfillment if it's what really inspires you in your life. Now, the key thing here is that meaning and purpose, they can change over time. Certainly for me, the things that I value now are very different to the things that I valued 10 years ago. So we can use an exercise to see what kind of things you value most. If you're listening to this somewhere where you can grab a pen and paper, that would be quite useful. But if not, just have a think about what you would score all of these things. So ask yourself how important certain aspects of your life are. Which of these aspects are most important to you? Which ones are least important to you? 
So score all of the aspects of your life on a scale from naught to five, naught being not at all important, five being most important. I have a few suggestions if you're not sure what aspects you should include. So the first one for you to score out of five is your relationships. Now these can be with your partner, children, parents, siblings, friends. It really doesn't matter. You can score each one of those separately if you like. But just make a score from naught to zero. Sorry, from naught to five. Naught being not at all important and five being really important. How important that is to you personally. Now the key thing here is not to get sucked into what society thinks you should do. Your children don't have to be the most important thing in your life. If that's not what inspires you, that's okay. So give it an honest score. The next one is work and career. Again, scoring it from zero to five. Zero being not at all important, five being the most important. How important to you is your work and career? How important would it be to you in the future to have a good job and a good career? The next one is education and achievement. Again, score that on a scale from zero to five, five being the most important. Education and achievement. The next one is spirituality. Again, score that from naught to five, five being the most important, how important that is to you. The next one is connecting with nature. How important is connecting with nature to you? from zero to five. And then we have helping others. Score that one from zero to five. Caring for the environment. Score that between zero and five as to how important that is to you. Healthy living or having a good lifestyle. How important is that to you? And caring for animals, score between 0 and 5, how important that is to you? Now these are just a few suggestions for me. These were actually ones that I used um, a little while ago when I was feeling a bit like I didn't really know what to do with myself. And what you should have is a list of these things and maybe any other aspects of your life that you've included and scores next to them. So the first thing to have a look at is which ones are fives? Which ones are the most important ones to you? The ones that are zero probably aren't worth your time and effort. So consider which ones are most important to you. You may find that you have several that you really like, that's absolutely fine. It may be that you just have one that you're passionate about. That's absolutely fine too. The important thing is that you have understood what's important to you in your life. So it was this exercise that I did myself that led me to volunteering with the local Riding for the Disabled Association. Because for me, it's very important that I connect with the outdoors. I love being outdoors. For me, it's very important that I help other people. That's why I do the job that I do. And of course, I have a horse myself and I love caring for animals. For me, a lot of these things are very important. My working career is also very important and my education and achievement is very important. 
So for me, volunteering with the RDA outside of seeing clients, outside of running my business, was a really fantastic way of pulling together a lot of these purposes in a different way. Working with the RDA has been very educational for me, certainly been helping people, teaching the kids how to ride and watching them grow in their confidence and in their ability is absolutely amazing. So have a think about what kind of things you could incorporate into your life that would help you do the things that you've scored a five or a four. Because those are the most important things for you. So the key thing now is having identified a few key things that are really important to you is to take action. You have to go do something with this. There's no point having a purpose if you don't do something about it. So there's a little equation that I really like, which is daily action plus passion equals a purposeful life. So having identified what you value most, you can start to move towards and plan something every day that's purposeful that takes you towards that purpose. Try and choose activities that you can engage in locally or perhaps support from a distance. It's perfectly acceptable for you to decide to donate money to a charity that particularly sits with your values if that's what you need to do. If it helps you, keep a diary of what you've done each day which fits with your purpose and your life values. That's a really good way of affirming to yourself that you're working towards something. Because one of the things that makes us happy in life is working towards something that we really, really care about. So I have a few other suggestions as well, because one of the things that I hear very, very regularly is that somebody has a job which they feel very unfulfilled in. They can't necessarily leave the job because it's what pays for the mortgage, the kids, everything else. So how can you be more fulfilled at work? when your occupation doesn't necessarily fit with the purpose that we've just talked about. So there's a few different suggestions I have for you. You can consider the wider purpose of the organisation that you work for. Is there something that the company does as a whole that really fits with your values, even if your job is a really small part of that? Are there any different roles that you can consider outside of your current job description? Could you become a union rep? a social activity coordinator or perhaps some other more informal role even if it's just organising the Christmas dinner. Have a think about how you can incorporate your purpose with your current role. For example, if you really are engaged in helping others and you work in an office job that doesn't really help anyone, maybe you can help colleagues who are not as good as you are or are struggling more or need help in some way. Maybe have a chat with a supervisor or manager who can help you identify ways to change the way you work and develop in your current role. If it makes you feel better, you can also consider the effects that your paid employment has on other areas of your life's purpose. For example, if your relationships, such as with your partner and your children, were really important to you, and your paid employment is providing food and supporting your family, then it gives you an opportunity to think of your job as a way of fulfilling your purpose by providing for those people who mean so much to you. It might be that your job doesn't fit with your purpose at all. 
So maybe you can consider doing something purposeful outside of work in the evenings or the weekends. Having experienced volunteering myself, I would highly advocate volunteering as a fantastic way of doing it. But I appreciate not everybody has the same amount of time or has the opportunity to do that. So have a think, what would fit with you? What would fit in with your lifestyle? What could you get your family involved in? What could you do to move your life towards that purpose? So another way that might be helpful for you is the opportunity to find meaning in difficult situations. Because we all end up in situations that just feel like they're setting you back, uh, they're taking you 10 steps back after all the progress you've made, and it can be really challenging. It can feel like a huge setback, really frustrating, really difficult situation. So when you find yourself in a situation like that, which is potentially damaging to the purpose that you think you have, consider how you can make the situation more meaningful Consider how you could learn from the experience. Consider what you would change for the future. What can you do next time? Consider how the experience might help you or even help other people. So the final thing I want to leave you with is another small exercise. Again, if you've got pen and paper handy, that's really good. But if not, just have a think about it. Make a note of the areas that you'd like to find meaning in. What do you enjoy? What gives you a sense of achievement? Is there something you've always wanted to do or do more of? What is it that you're drawn to? What makes you feel purposeful? And what do you value in life? Now, there's a few things that you can use to help you with that. We can break them down into three different things. The first one being creativity. Even if you're not a creative person, there'll be something that you find creative. So think about what you enjoy in terms of your work, in terms of good deeds, art, music, writing, inventing things, helping others, voluntary work, charities, hobbies, interests. Make a list of all of those things that make you happy. Try not to let your critical brain get involved here because you'll want to potentially poo-poo a lot of the things that you're writing down. Now, I'm not a very creative person, and when I do these sorts of things, the things that I write down aren't necessarily things that I'm good at, but they're things that bring me a lot of enjoyment. So, for example, I'm not musical at all, but I really enjoy music. I enjoy listening to music, and that can be something that brings purpose into your life. The next thing to think about is what kind of things do you enjoy experiencing? So, do you enjoy experiencing nature? Do you enjoy experiencing music, art, theatre, concerts, galleries, museums? I mean, the list is literally endless. Literature, mindfulness, being with others, spirituality. For me personally, spirituality is um, a very unimportant thing. But if it's something that is important to you, then go and explore it. So because we're talking about experience now, consider how you can bring more of these experiences into your life. The final thing to consider is attitude. When it comes to trying to live a purposeful, meaningful life, it can be very challenging. Many of us grow up with 
lots of things that we think we can't do or think we can't achieve. And one of the biggest challenges about living a, a meaningful and purposeful life is overcoming a lot of those challenges, a lot of those personal thoughts that we have that stop us from doing things. So consider challenging your attitudes about some of the things that you've thought about. There'll probably be something big that you've thought of, but you've gone, no, that would never happen. Try and consider if there's another way of looking at this. So there's a few questions you can ask yourself to change your attitude towards certain things. You can ask yourself, is there another way of looking at this? What's the bigger picture? How might somebody else see this situation? What advice would I give to somebody else in this situation? What is the most helpful and best response for me and others and the situation? Just a few things for you to consider. Now that's a very quick whistle-stop tour of meaning, purpose and how you can find yours. I would love to hear from you as to whether or not anything from this particular episode has made you think about doing something that would bring more meaning and purpose into your life. It makes me so happy when I get emails from people who have said that they've tried something and it's really worked for them. So do get in touch. You can email me at Siobhan, my name, Siobhan at ymyb.co.uk. And if you are finding that your thoughts are holding you back, which they do, that's quite normal. Don't worry about it. Head to my website, which is www.anxiety2confidence.com. That's anxiety2confidence.com where you can download an exercise that will take you through the most common negative thoughts and help you see which ones you are doing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxiety2confidence.com. That's the number two, anxiety2confidence.com.